Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm here with my business partner, Mark Homer, and this is the final video in the series. I feel like we've been, been doing this almost all through lockdown, the How to Invest series. Uh, now, this is the finale because this is how to invest with no money or little money or low money down or none of your own money down, depending on how you define it, because I think all those definitions are, are slightly different. Um, so we're going to talk about that now. How can you get into property and business and how can you build up a pot of cash and create some income with little or no of your own money down. Uh, but before that, um, we've been running this series predominantly on our YouTube channel, which is tiny.cc forward slash PPTV all capitals. And um, Felicity, could you put it in the comments? Um, it's tiny.cc forward slash PPTV all capitals. The PP and TV are all capitals. That's it. Uh, and we've done how to invest five grand, how to invest 10 grand, how to invest 25 grand, how to invest 50 grand, how to invest 100 grand, how to invest 250 grand, and how to invest 500 grand, all for the best return. We've covered property and business. We've covered um, marketing and cars and watches and the stock market and all different strategies of getting the best return on your money. But this one, the final one in the series, is how to invest with little or no money. So, Mark, let's start with property. How can you get into property without deposits? Okay, so you might um, look for a, a property or a property deal and exchange with delayed completion. Um, so you may agree a deal with an owner, maybe you exchange contracts, and then you complete in 10 years' time. So you get a ride on the capital growth, um, the differential between what you pay them and what you take in rent. So you might rent it out as a HMO potentially. Um, that's one way. You could do a rent to rent where you lease it with an option to purchase. That's a sort of similar outcome, but maybe a, a different legal instrument to do that. Um, so you lease it and then you may sort of lease it on, rent it on, um, you know, maybe HMO it, or maybe you could turn it into a serviced accommodation um, type unit where you rent by the night uh, and you take the differential there. So you, you trade you buy it in at wholesale and you you sell it out at retail. So um, <laughs> there's 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 something there to do. Um, I think um, you know the big sort of uh, area that lots of people use to start is within a JV, a joint venture, where they bring somebody in who's got the money. You've got the experience. You put the two things together, uh, and there's some lovely benefits there. Um, you know, if you're willing to put sweat equity into something, you know, you, you're starting this property business, maybe somebody who's older, maybe they haven't got time, maybe they've got more cash. Um, you know, that's a, a marriage made in heaven can be. Um, and, you know, I, I think sort of, you know, starting your property business without any money or, or with not very much money um, and, and giving your time, uh, maybe even you're working with someone who is more experienced. You know, when I started out, I worked for a guy for a little bit um, and I got more sort of property knowledge beforehand. Um, I think that's another route in, mm. um, you know, if you go into somebody else's property business um, and maybe you work for not a lot of money, uh, maybe you become an estate agent, maybe you become a letting agent or you get into the property game with a, a developer or a builder. Um, I think there's a lot of sort of 
uh, mileage in doing so. Mm. So actually, we did a couple of those. Well, we did all of those, but we did a couple of those in a more prolific fashion. So um, when I started, this was 2006, we met at the end, and we bought quite a few properties together in 2007. Now, I didn't have any deposits at the time, so we used your um, funds or we used your mum's funds or your stepdad's funds, and we moved up from single let to buying uh, our training uh, building. So some people who are starting out, they may say, oh, well, why would anyone want to join venture with me if I haven't got a huge amount of experience? But you joint ventured with me, and I didn't have a huge amount of experience. So uh, in that scenario, Rob, you brought a load of sort of work, a load of stuff, uh, you know, input, energy. Uh, you went and read a load of books uh, and you did a load of stuff that I couldn't. Um, so it was a, a really good partnership. You, you, you learned how to become a, a great marketeer, a great salesman um, and, and how to sort of develop the side of the business that I couldn't do. Um, so, you know, those two things came together really, really nicely. And we had a we, we formed a great partnership mm -hmm. through that. So I think that's a, a great example, you know, to, to other people. Um, you, you were also a life coach at the time um, and you helped get me exercising. You helped um, change my mindset um, and sort of um, show me how to develop myself with a lot of sort of personal development type programs, um, you know, and that provided me with a lot of benefit and made me more you know wanting or more likely to sort of jv with you mm. uh, and i think if you can provide value to other people um as an individual and um, however it is uh i think you'd be rewarded for that yeah and that's a good point because often people think it's either just time money or experience so they think oh well okay i can put a, a full or a part-time week in or um i've got the money or i'm already experienced they don't realize there's so many ways you can create value where um you can learn areas of the business and manage areas of the business that they don't know or want to manage and, and you know mark's listed some of those out i'll give you another example of how we did that um we actually packaged deals didn't we mark for many years so um, what helped us transition from working from our old boss to um, working together and setting up progressive property, um, because if we're honest, at that time, we couldn't live off the portfolio we built in year one or two. OK, we had a good portfolio and in theory, it brought in a decent amount of income. But there's two of us to live. You've got to pay tax and everything else. You want, you want a good lifestyle. You need to let it um uh, mature so in reality to live off that portfolio we'd have had to have built it bigger and waited longer so what we did was we also started packaging deals to other people so you know we'd sell deals to um startup um, entrepreneur investors we'd sell deals to people at business networking events we'd s sell deals to people at property networking events this was way before the progressive property community and all the social media groups there are now um, so do you think deal packaging is a good way to build up a cash pot? I think it, I think it can be. Um, clearly, if you're sort of in the property game and you're, you're wanting to get more experience uh, and you're looking at deals all day, you can sort of spot things and you can go, well, with that one, I might do, I don't know, exchange with delay completion or rent to rent. And that one I could buy with a JV investor. Or, oh, and that one, well, it doesn't work for me on a yield basis. I could deal package it. So you've got all these sort of tools in your toolbox and you can apply them to each deal as you go out viewing to make more use of all the properties that all the deals that come towards you. Mm. So what we've covered so far then is deal packaging, rent to rent, uh, lease options, 
uh, and joint ventures. So at this point, before we move on to other areas of business, I just want to raise something that is always raised whenever you write the words no money down on any social media post. Is though There are those people out there that say, you can't do no money down. It's impossible. Um, I've got my thoughts. Let's both share ours. So what do you say to those people? Well, you know, it depends how you define no money down. Um, of course, there are, uh, there are critics and people out there who just want to bash because it's a projection of themselves. That's mm. what they do all day. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I could probably name a few individuals that, that <laughs> just sit there. And it wouldn't matter what you said yeah. or, or sort of what justification you came out with. That's just what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so sort of pure no money down. Some people would say, well, that's buying, buying, purchasing a property without a deposit uh, and sort of pre-credit crunch. You could frequently do that. Those same people would say it was illegal or, or there'd be some other issue with it. Um, and um, <laughs> these days, <laughs> purchasing a property using mortgage without any um, deposit is um, very, very difficult. Uh, it's not impossible, but it, it is very difficult. Um, so that sort of word has become or that term has become looser. Uh, maybe you're exchanging with delay completion. Maybe you're doing a. a uh, some sort of rent to rent, or maybe you are purchasing with a joint venture, um, not putting any of your money in, and then you're remortgaging afterwards, and then providing or, or you know returning that money to the joint venture partner. So it might be more like no money left in, or no, you know none of your money, you mm. know other people's money, yeah. or whatever. Uh, but these are semantics, aren't they? Uh, essentially, you are going into a deal without putting your own money in. Uh, and it is over the over the medium to long term, usually you get control and often ownership of a property. Mm. So um, I know it's possible because I've done it hundreds of times. So, you know, when people say you can't do no money down, what they mean is they don't want you to do no money down or they don't know how to do money no money down themselves. That's what they really mean. I, it is possible. Now, but to those semantics, do you need legal fees? Yes. Do you need valuation fees? Yes. So, of course, there are peripheral costs. Now, those peripheral costs could be rolled into the joint venture deal that you do with the person who's financing the deal. Or if you um, get a loan, make sure that those peripheral costs are included in the loan. Um, for me, when I turn no money down, it would usually be not using your own deposit. So no deposit. But the reason I don't say no deposit down is because that's not technically correct because the deposit does go down. So if I, you change the language from no money down to no deposit down, well, actually, when you buy a property, you do put a deposit down. Um, you could say none of your own money. It's just a, a longer way of saying it. But one thing I really want to say, it's really important to say, is there are a lot of dream stealers out there that are saying, oh, that's illegal. You can't do that. It's impossible to do no money down. There is no such thing as no money down. But actually, they're just using that for their marketing to get you on their podcast or to get you on their website where they run ads or to get you on their Facebook group. And then they have their own YouTube channel. Um, telling, apparently exposing the truth. Um, but, but in reality, um, people have been doing low and no money down or no deposit down or none of their own um, money down into property deals for decades. Option agreements, they go way back, um, way, way back, you know, 80s and you know, businesses. Earlier. Are bought, yeah, earlier. Businesses are bought with, with option agreements. So um, I would not have been able to get started in property if I'd have had to have waited to save the deposit because that would have taken me far too long. 
because I wasn't earning much money. I was in debt. So I need to accelerate that process by partnering with someone who's already got the money and the experience and making sure that I can find areas of value. So like Mark said, we actually set up a, a deal sourcing company. Um, and so Mark would um, acquire the properties and finance the properties and manage the refurb and, you know, the finance. Um, and I would, do, uh, I would attract the clients and build the website and, you know, build the, um, the marketing and the sort of, um, you know, the collateral that we use to promote to, to sell deals and build the network. So we had a, a joint venture of equal value. Um, but your value doesn't have to be the cash. I mean, if, you know, if two of you are doing the same thing in a joint venture, then one of you isn't needed. So um, if you haven't got the deposits, then you put in other value, the sweat equity, the effort, um, you know, the sales, the marketing, the client acquisition, the building, the network, et cetera. So, uh, look, we don't need to go into loads of depth in rent to rent and installment contracts and joint ventures and the other strategies we've discussed because we talk about them a lot in the progressive property community. And we have the book, No Money Down Property, where you can learn all of those strategies. And we have the Progressive Property Podcast. And we're regularly um, in the progressive property community on Facebook and on the Progressive Property YouTube channel, mm -hmm. regularly giving you strategies and tactics on the, the, the how-to of, of low and no money down investing. So, Mark, now let's talk about um, ways to build um, income that aren't to do with property. So how would you start a business with low or no money? Well, I, I, I think if you um, learn how to be a great marketeer and learn how to sell things, um, you can start a business with um, a laptop, a computer, uh, a mobile phone, uh, and you can pound the streets and put sweat equity into it um, to you know become great. And you probably learn off really, really great people. And you know, I think if you can go and maybe work in a business like that or you know learn off a mentor who has got a business like the one that you want to start um i think that's got to be one of the best ways to get started mm. um i i think there are lots of businesses like that that don't require huge amounts of capital and have low barriers to entry yeah um so why not why not do that and get started mm. so if there's anything you know well um, better than most people you know, you could create an information business around that. So Mark and I know property well. Um, we, we know business pretty well now because we've been doing it quite a long time. Um, I know public speaking well and marketing well. So we could create podcasts, books, courses, masterminds and mentorships on those things we know well. Uh, and I think that's a very viable strategy for you because you don't need stock and you don't need um, you know premises. Uh, you don't need staff to create an information business around what you know. Now, of course, the critics will say, oh, well, everyone's running courses right now and people who've been doing it five minutes run courses. Well, that doesn't have to be the case. I would always pick something that you know well, um, better than most, but also remember that every winner was once a beginner and every master was once a disaster. So, you know, we all have to start somewhere. So, for example, sometimes people don't come to Mark and I for property knowledge. We've got hundreds of properties together and in our, in our partnerships. Sometimes people go to someone who's got 10 properties because they want to learn to get their first buy to let. And actually, honestly, you might um, have it a bit closer to you and the knowledge might be a bit more relevant to you learning from someone who's got 10 buy to lets on how to buy your first than talking to Mark. Mark's bought hundreds of buy to lets, but it was so long ago because he's buying big commercial deals now. So the point is, you don't have to be someone who's got thousands of properties to um, 
build an information business around that. But with social media um, and the ability to reach customers in what? Many different countries instantaneously at the speed of light through fiber optics, Facebook groups, mm. LinkedIn is great and um, gives you a lot of reach. Your own YouTube channel, like the Progressive Property YouTube channel, you're probably watching this on. Um, but having your own podcast, for example, because when Mark and I started, you need to you need to run newspaper ads, magazine ads, TV ads, radio ads. And then sort of just after that started, Google AdWords came in. Um, there were the uh, there were forums on on Google um, that you could find, but there wasn't the social media, um, you know, and the access to the huge Facebook groups uh, that there um, that there are now. So I really do believe you've got a lot lower barriers to entry and a lot less friction. People are always asking me marketing advice. Oh, Rob, what ad shit are they running? And um, can you really? Um, you know, build a business or get um, leads or clients on social media for free. Well, yeah, you can. Um, we've had people that have built their entire business off the back of our own Facebook group just by, you know, giving content and value. If you have a Facebook page and you get a, a decent amount of followers, you can grow your business from that. Many people make their living just out of LinkedIn. Many people make their living just out of podcasts. Many people make their living just out of um a YouTube channel. So definitely leveraging an information-based business or an e-commerce business, but of course you've got product there. Um, with social media, uh, you can start and scale your business low and no money down. And then what you do is, as you start making um, some money, you start reinvesting that. So um, it's funny because um, a lot of people think when they start a business, they need a lump to invest. They're either looking for a loan or they're looking for a private investor or they want to um, give equity away for a lump of money. Mark and I have always thought the opposite. We've never intended to put any money in and start a company. And I don't know how many companies we have now, Mark, but it's a good few. Um, and we've done the opposite, haven't we? We've always thought, well, don't put any money in, start with nothing, bootstrap, be lean, keep the overhead low and make some sales and then reinvest the cash from the sales into the ads and growing the business. That's your favorite way, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And, and grow organically. Um, although, yeah, we, we bought a couple of businesses and we're trying to buy more at the moment. Um, Thank but, I, but money for them, though. <laughs> I, 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 I really do like sort of getting, getting a business rolling um, and making it work because it's a great business and you know how to run it rather than putting a load of capital in, burning capital, learning how to run the business. Mm. Um, you know, um, um, and using a load of capital to buy something that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Um, why not preserve capital um, and keep sort of testing businesses until you find one that works and then invest once you've got the model right and yeah. you know the thing's actually operating properly. But that, that could take, you know, some time, could mm. take six months, 12 months of, of actually running it. It's got to be a great fit for you, for your knowledge, for your skills, your experience, um, you know, and... You only know that when you've done it for a while. Yeah. Um, why burn a load of money finding that out? Mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, uh, they chuck a load of money into something expecting that the money will give them the return, but you still have to put the sweat in. So why don't you just put the sweat in without the money at first um, and build it up? And I think starting lean teaches you good things in business. So, you know, when you have to find clients, uh, one of my clients today messaged me, she's got like, five days to raise 35 grand and she's 
Um, she's raised a few hundred grand already, but she's out, out, out of money. And she's got five days to raise 35 grand. She's going to get some great lessons in the next five days raising that 35 grand, whereas someone just went, oh, there's a loan for 35 grand. You kind of rely on the money. Now, I know we'd all love the money. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, the reason we're doing this video is because a lot of people don't have the money to start, but they want to get started. Um, and actually, if you look at a lot of great um, entrepreneurs and millionaires and billionaires, many of them are self-made and many of them do um, start with little or no money. Yes, there are some that uh, get their dads, um, you know, they take over the, the empire. That's fine. It's just a different model. You get different problems there. Um, but I've enjoyed the journey of learning what, learning the hustle a bit and learning to raise the capital um, and not just relying. I think people get lazy, don't they, when, they're, when they've got money. So, you know, like when people remortgage their house, often they're looser with the spending on remortgage money than if they earned it and saved They absolutely yeah. are, yeah. There's probably some phrase that uh, describes that, that thought process. Um, but, yeah, you know, you kind of earn your right. And you talk, Mark, twice now about working for someone. So, you know, going and working for an estate agent or going and working for a deal packager or going and working for, you know, maybe someone like Progressive who have a, um, a training company. And why do you think that's a great way to um, start and scale a business? Because that develops your experience uh, and, you know, you, you get to see, you know, people say to me, oh, well, when, um, when, when, you know, you started out, you had a mentor or, you know, you had someone you learned from and what did they tell you? You know, what, what, what are the, what are the gems that, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and the reality is that everybody who's had a brilliant mentor or, or someone they've worked with, say it wasn't one or two things. It was a thousand tiny little things that they mm. taught me over the period of several months or years or whatever. And sort of being around somebody like that, who's really clever um, you know, who's got really good experience in, in, in the type of business you want to be in or in property, um, you know, just through a, a process of osmosis, yeah. you'll transfer that sort of experience and that knowledge uh, and, and, and learn all those tiny, those thousand tiny little things that you, you need to retain yeah. to become great at it. And then you get the experience which really embeds it mm. into your psyche yeah. and it creates new habits. I'd also add, if we're being technical, I think it's good to work for a, a fairly small company or maybe at biggest, a medium sized company. So when Mark and I started, we basically worked for one guy. Um, for a while, it was just me and you who were the staff, wasn't it? Well, actually, for a while, it was just you. And then it was just me and you. And then do you remember Rob P came in and then there was one or two others. Um, but the great thing about that is um, you were flying off to different countries, talking to the developers, weren't you? You were lit, we, do you remember we were having to um, do the, um, close all the, the Google Ads leads? I was doing the public speaking. We were literally doing everything. Mm. Now, if we work for Virgin, we're never getting that close to the action, never are we? Them. No. But because we work for a small company, and, and at the time it used to piss me off, if I'm honest, but I felt our boss was a little bit lazy sometimes or he would just get us to do everything. Really? But, uh, but actually, looking back, that was really good. It was great. Fact, yeah, the fact great. that we did everything meant we learned everything. Yeah. So Mark learned about you know dealing with a developer, dealing with overseas properties, dealing with clients, the whole sort of finance process start to finish. Um, you know, we were thrown in the fire, just given a phone and a few leads on a piece of paper and told the cloak to close them. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a job tomorrow. Um, and actually, that was a really good baptism of fire. And we learned so much in a short period of time. I reckon I probably learned more in that year, maybe than a three year degree, I would say.
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely my architecture Certainly in business. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So, um, Felicity, in a minute, we're going to take some questions because we always do this at the end of the sessions. So if anyone's got any questions, whether you're on YouTube or Mark's Facebook page or the Progressive Property Facebook page or the Progressive Property Facebook group, you can ping them in and, and we'll bring them up. Um, let me see if I've got anything else to cover. Um, yeah. So PR. Now, I'm not talking about the PR where you pay an agency three grand to five grand a month to do nothing. There's plenty of those. Um, I'm talking about PR stunts. So I broke the world record for the longest public speech. And I think we did about £300,000 in sales from that. And we raised around about £120,000 for the charity that we were supporting at the time. Of course, Richard Branson did the um, around the world in his um, air balloon. Um, Elon Musk, he put his car didn't he, on the um, rocket that was going out of space. New, and he used, almost used it for the launch of his new um, Tesla sports car. My friend Al Barrett um, has a tank. and He, dro he um, drove his tank into Expos when he was launching Grenade, and then he dro drove his tank down to um, Downing Street in L London to hand over a, um, a petition of 600,000 signatures to open gyms. So when you start, get creative bit of guerrilla marketing, some PR stunts. Um, just try and think creatively, try and do things a little bit differently. People are getting wise now, aren't they, with TikTok videos and really smart editing on videos on Instagram and Instagram Reels and making short, impactful, really well-edited videos, almost that look professional, but just done you know, on an app or on their phone. So being creative, being innovative, being resourceful, these are all ways that you can bypass needing cash or or um, bypass having to hire a load of staff by, um, you know, leveraging some of the tools and the tricks yourself. Right. Felicity, ready for the questions? Oh, collaborations. Oh, remind me to come to collaborations. Right. So this is from Rav. Do you always create an SPV for each deal you make? And is it still possible to do no money down within an SPV? So, um not every deal we use an SPV for. Um, if I was buying sort of existing properties for our portfolio, often I'll just put them into an existing company that we've got because uh, we just end up with a massive amount of companies. We've got enough as it is. Um, but yeah, if I'm doing a, a good size development, I'll probably do it in an SPV. Um, is it still possible to do no money down deal with an SPV? It's no different. Um, you could, it, it doesn't change anything having an SPV or not in that sense. Thank you. Right. What would you recommend to do when trying to acquire a property to rent out with low credit due to young age? What about uh, getting, could you get mm, someone as a mortgage? Make guarantor. Yeah. Guarantor. Yeah, guarantor. yeah. Get a guarantor. Okay. Thank you. I have buy to let properties and I'm having difficulty in moving it from personal name into a limited company. Any clue? Um, okay, so you really need to see an accountant about this and probably use incorporation relief, 162 incorporation relief, so that you don't have to pay capital gains tax when you transfer them. Um, if the portfolio is big enough, you should be able to do that. If you own them with somebody else, you may be able to claim that it's a partnership and use, um, I'm trying to remember, is it, uh, I think it might be section 16 of the Finance Act. Um, so you can effectively avoid stamp duty. Um, if you own 
the properties on your own in your own name, I think you may be able to put them into an LLP or a partnership for a period of time and then put them in a limited company. Um, but you definitely need to see a good accountant to organize all that for you. Um, otherwise, you're stuck. You've got to pay stamp duty and capital gains tax when you transfer them. Thanks, Inka. Okay. Have you ever got a business loan to buy a property? I can't get a personal loan. You can't buy a property with a personal loan. I can't get a buy-to-let mortgage and not manage to secure a JV yet. Have I ever got a business loan? If you mean a commercial loan uh, to buy a property, yes. I've uh, used many commercial mortgages to buy properties. Um, if you mean a, a business loan, I don't know, just a sort of standard loan to a business, um, yes. Uh, I'm sure it can be done. It just depends on the terms of the loan. Uh, can't get a personal loan. You can't buy a property with a personal loan. That, that, that's true with most personal loans, I'd say. Uh, I can't get a buy-to-let mortgage and not manage to secure a JV yet. Um, I think you need to sort of get some experience, look harder, um, and uh, get some experience, you know, sort of, or should I say your, your credit record needs to reflect um, more um, sort of you taking out credit and paying it back. Uh, and that will help you get buy-to-let mortgages in the future. Thanks, Mark. Okay, evening, guys. You're smashing it. Best way to structure a JV when you've run out of deposits to build your portfolio and things you need in place to be able to borrow, um, use their money. Not sure I understand. Yeah, I don't that understand one. the question. Um, so, best way to structure a JV when you've run out of deposits to build your portfolio. Let's take that part. Um, use your JV partner's money to invest it in the properties. Um, I think that's probably, yeah, that would be generally what you'd, you, you'd do in a JV. The, the JV partner would provide the cash and then you provide the, the sort of sweat and uh, the knowledge and the experience. Yeah, you source it, you manage it, you maintain it, you refurb it, you look after it, you deal with the letting agent, you deal with all of the... Um, peripheral bills and expenses and inventories and you know tenant changeovers if you haven't got a, a letting agent you do all of that you basically manage that and then the partner let's say mark in this instance they fund it uh, that's actually a very equitable jv the person brings the money that's about 50 percent equal in benefit that's required um, but of course so is all the work that's equal of benefit so the most easy way to structure a jv is someone puts all the money in without mortgages is much easier and more quick. You can refinance later. And then someone else does all the work. That's just the, the, the easiest split down the line. Um, and there are a lot of people out there who are making profits in business and want to get into property but don't know how, want to get into property but don't want to do the work, um, want to be hands-off or hands-free uh, investors. Um, there's lots of family members and associates you may know and people lurking, watching, observing in Facebook groups. They're all out there. I know that because I did that in 2006 with Mark, who I met at a property networking event. Uh, and of course, we see people joint venturing every day. I mean, there, there must be thousands of JVs done in, in Progressive. I just hear about it on a daily basis. All right, Jamie's question. Let's look at this for a hypothesis then. Um, tomorrow you wake up with no money, no contacts and no connections. What's your game plan to start over quickly? Uh, I think I'd, I'd go out uh, and um, start trying to meet people, uh, start trying to find deals, start trying to find JV partners. Um, I'd go to loads of networking events, uh, loads of sort of 
you know, I'd probably go around the town and meet all the commercial agents and try and meet their customers and see all the projects that are going on and try and meet all the guys that are sort of developing the buildings locally, uh, make friends with them and, and crack on, you know, from, 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 from that point of view mm. um, and then use them, their JV cash to, to invest in deals. So I'd do all of that with Mark and I'd add to that, I'd get prolific on social media, join all the property groups on social media, put a lot of content out there, get seen and known on social media um, because obviously that's the modern form of the, the physical sort of pounding the pavements um, networking that Mark and I used to do. I'd start a podcast and go and interview a load of people who I knew had money and then build them up in my contacts list that then maybe I could do deals with them later on. I've become good friends with quite a lot of my podcast guests and um, they come back and do speaking gigs for me and, and you know other things like that. So I'd certainly look at building the online leverage. I'd probably start a YouTube channel and start putting um, content out there. And if you're just starting out, do like a diary, document what you're doing and as you're doing it um, and build up your story as you go. I'd also list to loads of podcasts, list, read loads of books, go to loads of seminars, try and get a mentor, try and learn from people much further ahead than me. And I think these are all the things that Mark and I did to get started anyway. So, you know, they work because they worked. All right, what have we got next? So from Powell, Powell, can I use a cash investment for a joint partnership, Irish resident? Yes. <laughs> next. Um, all right. Uh, what are mortgage lenders like at the moment with holiday lets? Are they still lending? Uh, yeah, I think it's more difficult. Clearly, we've we've got this sort of pandemic ongoing. So mortgage lenders have become more cautious, but they are still lending. And there are some lenders which will um, lend on holiday lets. Um, I think you probably need more of a commercial lender or a specialist broker. I did hear of a lender last week that was doing them. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but um, yes, there are. OK, just before the next one, Felicity, I want to talk about collaborations because that was something I forgot. Uh, right now, a joint venture would be where Mark's got the money and I'm putting the time or the sweat in or I'm adding my value through other areas of our business uh, that I can take on. But a collaboration would be where um, Mark promotes me and I promote him. Um, I go on Mark's podcast. He goes on my podcast. I go on Mark's YouTube channel. He comes on my YouTube channel. Um, and we grow each other's network by collaborating together on our channels or our projects. So slightly different technically from a JV where you're doing in, on a JV, you're doing two completely different things to, to form the whole. On a collaboration, you're sharing your contacts, your experience, your knowledge and your platforms. So many people on Instagram and YouTube and podcasts, etc., cetera, uh, are doing collaborations now. And it's a good way to grow your audience. You could, um, for example, you could appear on a podcast or a YouTube channel um, and, and so you could say to the podcast or the YouTube uh, channel host, you could say, um, any deals that I do, I'll pay you 5% commission on or any cash that I raise, I'll pay you some money on it. Or, or you could even pay a small amount of money. Um, I know this is no money down, but no money down counts um, to, to get on other people's platforms. Um, of course, if we're starting to talk about low money, then you can start talking about doing Facebook ads and Google ads and YouTube ads. So I think we'll just park that part. Um, have we got any other questions, Felicity, before we finish? All right. Um, so this is from someone else who asked a question before. Sorry, guys. I meant like structure, as in do you set up a company and both be directors or borrow and put them as a first charge? or let them set up a company and you have a charge. So the structure of a JV. 
Sorry, guys. I meant like structure as in, do you set up a company and both be directors or borrow and put them as a first charge or let them set up a company? And you, I don't understand the question. Okay. Let me ask you a different way because I, I, um, when you do a joint venture, yeah. let's say me and you, you're yeah. going to put your money in. Um, and I'm going to add the value my ways. Yeah. Do we set up a company and both be directors? Yeah. Do you put the property in your name, yeah. or um, and you know you have control over the asset, and I have some kind of deal with you, like a no. If you set up a company, the company owns the property. Right. So that's what yeah. he's asking. Yeah. So so what you'd yeah. do is you'd set up a company together, an SPV yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the company would own the property. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's how you do it. Cool. Job done. All right, can you get a buy-to-let mortgage, but you don't work? Um, don't know the answer to that. I, I suspect it's difficult, um, but I don't know because I'm not a mortgage broker and I haven't looked recently, um, but probably quite difficult. So in the Progressive Property Facebook community, just search Progressive Property on Facebook, you can find brokers, accountants, solicitors. They're all Progressive approved. Well, some are Progressive approved, and make sure you look out for those. So any questions around companies, you know, your lendability and mortgages, you're best speaking to accountants and mortgage brokers because, you know, that's their professional job. All right. Have we got any more? Or are we good? All right. Do you have any net networking events in Manchester? Yes, we do. Well, right now we don't. Um, but a post lockdown, yes, we do. We have Progressive Property Network, which has, I think there's between 25 and 30 networking events across the country. And there is a Progressive Property Network, Manchester. Right now, join the Progressive Property Facebook community where, um, where everyone's networking online. Um, but yes, there is. Cool. So I think we're good. We covered a lot in that one. So we covered starting an information business, doing joint ventures with private investors, borrowing money for a fixed return, collaborations, leveraging social media channels, pulling off crazy stunts, deal packaging, rent to rent, um, lease options, a little smaller um, uh, amount around e-commerce, but really relating to the um, information business, using your sweat equity and offering value. A lot of people underestimate their value. Um, and as someone who started out and partnered with Mark quite soon, never underestimate your value. Um, and if you don't know how to do it yet, go and learn it and say, I'll do that. So, you know, when Mark and I worked for in this company, I said, I'll go and do the public speaking. I said, I'll learn marketing. I said, I'll learn um, whatever was chucked at me, um, just so that you can um, grab a space and have some value to add. We definitely both agree working somewhere, working for an entrepreneur or getting some on the ground experience will give you the knowledge required. Um, yeah, great. So this is the end of the series. Mark, we did it. We're at the end. We can have our Monday evenings back now. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the Progressive Property YouTube channel. Could you put the link up again if you could find it, Felicity? Tiny.cc forward slash PPTV or Capitals, where this whole series is going to be stored. Now, we've covered how to invest five grand, how to invest 10 grand, how to invest 25 grand, how to invest 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand, 500 grand, and low or no money down. That's eight in the series. So go and enjoy and consume all of those. Uh, thanks for tuning in.